Hello, everybody, and welcome to Gameless, a show about our game of the year, one month at a time. This is a special little bonus episode. I'm here. I'm Jake. This is Colin. Colin, what's popping? I'm Colin. Why don't you just tell me out of 10 what you rate the state of play 10 being the best Ooh. before we get into things? Like an eight and a half. Eight and a half. I'm at a seven, and that's pretty good. But let's talk a little bit about what's going on here. We're in between uh, seasons, if you will. In January, we wrapped up the 2023 gameless season. We talked about all of our favorite games and the news that was going on. In a couple days, we'll be recording the first episode of the new season, the 2024 season, where we'll talk about all of February's upcoming releases. We'll talk about all the games that we played in January, and we'll start ranking our game of the year one month at a time. But today, we wanted to bring you a special little episode because we both watched the PlayStation State of Play today, and we're both pretty hot on it. So, yeah. You get a little bonus episode, little bonus preview for the calm before the storm. Uh, we also, if you're watching the YouTube version, thanks so much, like and subscribe. But uh, you get a little preview of our new overlay, our new 2024 look for the gameless show. We're stepping into the future, baby. But hopefully that gets us a couple more clicks and it's easier on the eyes for you. Let us know what you think in the comments. And if you're listening to this in a podcast app, thanks so much. Why don't you go ahead and review us and make us uh, feel nice in the brain. I see where you updated Twitter and changed it to X. I did. I did take the plunge and go X. I think it's at this point, the logos are uh, important yeah. to have. Correct. I, I also I, added TikTok, which wasn't on there before. Out of solidarity. I think I would have left it. A bird. We were, we were rehashing things. We were making things look pretty. If we're updating for 2024, yeah, why would fair. we use 2022's logo? You know, but also I'm not really on Twitch anymore. Yeah, but you can find you on Twitch. Yeah, You're in my chat on Twitch. That's true. <laughs> I'm not on as Twitch often as I would like. I'm streaming on everything. I thought about putting the Kick logo on my shit, but I'm not oh, really. Yeah? I'm just multi-streaming on Kick. Yeah, I have five followers. Them. Not really. Um, YouTube's blowing up though. Twitch yeah. is going great. I'm streaming more than ever. I'm reacting to things. We got all sorts of content coming up. But that's enough of that. That's enough of that. We're going to talk all about that kind of shit in the next few days when we record our 2024 episode. Let's get to the topic at hand. Let's talk about PlayStation. PlayStation had a strong showing. First of all, let's talk about Herman Hulst hosting. Wasn't it nice not to see skeletal Jim Ryan come out there and talk down to us? It was. I, I really like Herman. I think he always mm. does a good job. He's he's mm -hmm. like uh he's got a welcoming presence or something. He does. You know? Yeah. I I like him. I he also came from more of a development background. Like he worked at Gorilla on that team. I don't know his entire history, but um like Jim Ryan was the business guy. At least Herman Holst was the gamer maker turned business guy type thing you know so yeah yeah worked. he's one he, of he us good yeah one of us <laughs> absolutely um yeah but yeah I I, I great job. yeah absolutely uh, and uh they opened the show off with uh, something that was pretty easy to predict oh how, how in tune with leaks were you before this show um medium i feel like i think i had about 70 percent of the show leaked for me but it was one of those inconsistent okay. leaks where i wasn't positive if it was all going to come to fruition but about halfway yeah. through the show i was like okay we're waiting on this until dawn thing you know because i had mm -hmm. seen that come out and i was like okay everything that i've heard about this show yep. in the last 72 hours is starting to come to fruition so at yeah. this point I i'm not too surprised it makes me look good as like a professional reaction youtuber <laughs> who goes oh yeah, this is until dawn Oh, this is on. Oh, this has to be until dawn. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> everyone's totally like, "Whoa!" Sniped yeah. it, Jake. I'm just kidding. I was transparent. Yeah. Um, I, we each have reactions I, up on our YouTube channels as well. I think we should plug that. You're calling underscore. Yeah. I'm Jake Twitchin on all platforms. You can just you'll, you'll figure it out. You're an adult of the internet. So you found our podcast. You can find us. It's good shit. Good shit. Yeah, the there. until dawn remaster. Um, getting ahead of ourselves, but it was one of the things that I saw on Twitter beforehand that was like, this is most likely happening. I didn't know if I believed it at the point, though, but once it popped yeah, up... Yeah, that was like, actually okay. one of the earliest things that I saw um, as well, but we'll oh, get yeah. there. We're going to take this thing in order, I think, is the yeah. plan, and it I opened so. up with uh, Helldivers 2, which is, I mean, honestly... This was a really easy prediction to make. They, when they announced the state of play, they announced that it was going to be 40 minutes long. It was coming on January 31st. There was going to be a deep dive on Stellar Blade and Rise of the Ronin. 
uh, and that's pretty much it. Um, but it didn't take a genius. One of my very early predictions is that we will see a grand showing of Helldivers 2 and Foam Stars, which both ended up coming to fruition because those are two games. One of them that has the PlayStation State of Play, uh, I'm sorry, the PlayStation Plus collaboration coming up on February 6th, and then Helldivers 2, which is first party published, second party developed, um, releasing on February 8th. So they showed off Helldivers one last time, and you were impressed with it, or? Yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited for this game. I think this is going to be a really fun, like, co op game. Um, sure. I'm definitely Are you be buying it. day one? Yeah, easily. Is it getting a physical? I think so. Interesting. And I know it's launching day and date on PC, which is pretty cool. Um, yes, but so I can't help but launching... feel like they're missing the mark not giving this away for free on PlayStation Plus. I feel like it's more than that, you know? I I, mm. I don't know. I feel like it's it deserves more than that. It it does have a physical and it's it's only a $40 game even if you do buy it. Yeah, so I do like that. Like... I think it could have its moment though. I think that if this game comes out in reviews really well, I don't think it's going to have a really strong opening day, but it could have a really strong opening weekend. You know what I mean? In a strong first month if it catches on. I think it's smart launching on PlayStation and I think there's a hardcore group of fans that like Helldivers 1 and are ready for this game to release so if the word of mouth is good it could it could catch fire but uh this is not on my list of games to pick up or play right now at the 40 dollar price point even you don't think um, so i feel like it'd mm. be perfect for you like the co-op stuff it's like, one of those things where it's like it's tough to compete with game pass and doing that kind of thing for free like it's not a game that i can can i can like it's tough to rationalize in my group of four co-op buddies an ip that they don't know for $40 for a multiplayer shooter that seems so similar to a the finals or I understand like it's not Apex Legends it's not a battle royale but like you know Risk of Rain 2 I guess is probably its closest thing or there's so many game pass games that we play co-op it's just in the world of video games it, it becomes a tough sell you know they have to bring $160 worth of value out of us to all buy it and I don't think it's there I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong and they see it and they're like, let's fucking get this thing. I'd be in on day one. I'm not buying it alone. That's All right. Fair. Let's take a look. The second thing that they showed was honestly, for me, second hypest thing in the show. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Stellar Blade. Stellar, Stellar Blade. Blade had a grand showing. I am... I was hot on Stellar Blade. We've talked about this on the show before. And... This was the game that was originally Project Eve. And I don't know, how would you describe this video game? Um, how would I describe it? Yeah. I would say hot anime girl. Mm. Hot, no, hot anime girls, plural. Any girl in this game is hot. Mm -hmm. Any, any, anything else in this game is kind of gross. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's got like near automata vibes to it. Yeah um and like um that's pretty much all i got high your automata vibes maybe Alien? i was saying on stream uh that it's landing somewhere between like bayonetta and uh, yes, um near automata but it's also got like that tiny little sprinkle of like and i guess near automata and bayonetta both have this too but like almost like a final fantasy in there as well as far as like yeah. the theme goes but it's also a little bit fucking disgusting more than yeah, more so yeah. than any of the three games that we just mentioned um it's, it's a very interesting looking game and the thing that they showed off this time is like we've seen this game up and down we saw it when it was project eve we saw the reemergence of stellar blade that had a little bit more emphasis on story and i think what they really focused on this time was like Here's a look at like the variety that this game has to offer as far yeah. as like weapons, skills, traversal of the world. And most importantly, the thing that stood out to me was like most of this game just looked like it took place inside of a spaceship up until this trailer. And they showed uh, off yeah, environmental design the, in this. All the different environments in this trailer. Yeah, yeah. It looked really, really nice. Um, This game is... I think going to be really special, man. I hope that it catches fire. It seems like the showing was good. The response in my chat of like 20 people was all really like, like I saw people verbally like telling me through chat that they are being sold on this game actively, you know? Yeah. Like I, I really think that this game could be 
a new IP darling, which we don't see that often anymore in the world of fucking sequels and reboots and remakes. It's nice to see something that's wholly original, obviously drawing inspiration from things that we've seen before. But hot damn, Stellar Blade is looking really, really good. And for me, I talk so much about how I'm influenced by Game Pass and like sponsorships and like, ah, shit, shelling out $70 for a brand new game these days feels like it happens less and less for me. I'm in day one. I'm going to buy Stellar Blade. And yeah, yeah. I love that this game has been a little bit mysterious. April 26th, baby. So soon. That's right really around soon. the corner. It's such yeah. a great release date, too, because after Final Fantasy, we are a little bit in this, like, what does 2024 look like? No Man's Land. You know, March on is pretty mysterious. I guess, like, through March, we've been pretty good. Obviously, we have that big March 22nd day where we get Rise of the Ronin, Dragon's Dogma 2, and Princess Peach Showtime all at once. Yeah. But April through December is still so mysterious. And to see things start to kind of fill out with this um, is really, really nice. But super hot are you gonna play this game are you gonna buy this oh absolutely i'm nice man on this game i i think this game looks really good it has like a very it's establishing like an identity for itself in like the yeah. world design and mm -hmm. the character design i think it just looks so cool uh one thing that i noticed in the trailer itself is your character eve is wearing like hot. all oh. sorts of different hot clothes like yeah like, yeah, yeah like there's like I don't know, like streetwear, and then there's like her high tech suits, and then yeah, it's just, it looks like a super like fashion game almost in uh, right. all the different clothings that she was wearing. Yeah, uh, we can dress up our like, Android. Is she human? I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't think so. That's so, the thing. Is like I don't know. There's there's. I'm so sure much... it'll have some kind of commentary and some things to say about that. Yeah, I'm sure it will. And there's so much like left up to uh interpretation i guess we don't know that much really it's just there's so much going on it's hard to draw any conclusions from this game yeah but um but i'm grand super showing and uh, for me um second best showing of the show followed uh, you yeah. know uh, usurped only by the next game they showed maybe go on it's your game of the show as well tell us no. everything you saw about sonic no. cross shadow sonic shadow sonic x shadow Generations, you don't even baby. Know the name. You don't even know game of the show. The I'm just trying to. I don't know how to verbalize it. I'm just trying to, you know, do the best that I can. I, I abstain from talking crap about this. This game looks so sick. Okay, Sonic Generations is one of the best Sonic games that's come out in the last 15 years or so. If you're not familiar with it, it is. Are you familiar with it? No. Sonic Generations came out. I want to say it was like 2010 or 2012, perhaps. I know it's got. And it's got Ugly Sonic and then uglier Sonic. Correct. So it's got modern Sonic and classic Sonic, and it kind of melded the two at a time when the 3D Sonics were not very well regarded and we were begging to get back to that 2D era. And it had levels that starred each of the Sonics, so there were 2D playing and 3D playing, and they both played really, really well. It's a very tight video game. It's actually much more impressive than... Um, a lot of its predecessors and a lot of the games that came after it and it's really beloved by fans as well so it's got good bones and what's really interesting is that all the behind the scenes stuff about this is it is much 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 more than a Sonic Generations remake slash remaster it's to the point of I believe that this game is actually going to be 50% Sonic Generations and then the new Shadow content will be another 50%. It seems to be a full campaign of like a standalone Shadow game that's baked in here that is not a remake or a remaster, but it's brand new, probably using the engine, a modified version of the engine um, to put Shadow in a 3D playing field and star in a game essentially for the first time in quite a while, to be honest, since shit, Sonic 06, I guess would probably be the answer for the last time he was in there but uh i'm red hot on this i think this is a very very good look and this could be the best reviewed sonic game in a long time man well like, that's not hard to do let's be honest i mean sonic sonic frontiers did okay i think it's probably in the mid sevens which is decent i could see this game getting like mid eights like 85 metacritic score which is would be very very impressive for the sonic franchise they need a big win like this and this looks like it might be it yeah, I um, I don't care anything about this game. Yeah, but I know hey, you don't. But this Sonic for me, game of the show. Been eating recently, I feel like y'all have gotten. We really so have, yeah. Dream Team, Superstars, and Frontiers, and now this. It really does look like a return to form. Some of those little segments. It's only a minute and ten second long trailer, but some of the segments. I can't wait until some people really uh, 
dissect it and show us what's going on in there because the actual control of Shadow looks like really tight 3D Sonic platforming from like the Sonic Adventure to Shadow the Hedgehog Sonic 06 era, but like perfected. It, it looks really tight. So super, super excited, super hot on that. Where are you at on Zenless Zone Zero? Uh, it looks visually, it's a very like stylistic an impressive game in terms of its design, but I still don't know like how it plays. Like, is it turn-based? Is it live I have no action? fucking idea. Is it, is it like action combat? I, I do know. like the pink-haired waifu though. Yeah, I mean, they've got the hot anime characters for sure. Um, but until I see some reviews, I don't think this is a game. I think for me. this game is going to be fucking gigantic, and yeah, like the first two. Mihoyo games or Hoyoverse games, I, I don't think that I'm going to enjoy them. Obviously, they're yeah. hot on the heels of uh, Honkai Star Rail and Honkai Star Rail and Genshin Impact. Genshin Impact, those are the ones. But yeah, yeah Zenless Zone Zero is for a group of people, and I think if that game comes out and it's free to play and it starts making buzz, I'm sure I'll hop in and give it a couple hours, the same way I did with those other ones. But um, do we know if it's yeah. free to play? Exactly. No, but I assume it is. I don't think they've ever made something that's not just like predatory gotcha games. That's just kind yeah, of what they that's do. True. That's true. Like absolutely, absolutely, absolutely murdering wallets is what Hoyoverse is all about. If it works, I guess. I don't know. At least I can Too abstain. Real. Yeah. Uh, look at this fucking key art, dude. Foam Stars had a glow up, bro. And I want you yeah, to take it away because you said really nice things um, about Foam Stars during your reaction. The funny thing is. I, I I wasn't trying to be nice. I just was. Um, I I here's what I said. Foam Stars looks like the trailer that it got today was vastly different than the trailers it's gotten in the past in terms yeah. of presentation. Like the game itself looks pretty much the same, but something mm -hmm. about the tone and the presentation about the trailer today uh, has me more interested than the past trailers. Sure. Um. I still don't think this will be a game that I'm into for very long, but since it's coming to PS Plus for free, I'll check it out. Yeah, I think um, I think you and I would have a fun time. Do you remember when we did the Splatoon beta? Yeah, yeah, the beta uh, yeah. thing. Like, we had a good time with that, and I can picture that being yeah. the case again. I really hope that you hop on there with me. I'm glad that you're willing to check it out because I I don't need to go on and on about how into Foam Stars I am. Like, it be started yeah. as a meme being into Foam Stars, and then playing that beta, it's the most I've played a beta since like halo 3 man like i i literally played that game for like 16 hours and i adored it like i was so over the moon on how tight the controls are and how much fun it is to play and i've tried time and time again to explain the multiplayer mode that is the star of the show for foam stars where you start off with points and you have lives and then once you're out of lives you essentially spawn like a vip if you will and the game transitions halfway through to instead of being like a deathmatch, it becomes a like play cautiously and protect your VIP while trying to eliminate the opposing team's VIP. Again, I'm doing a half-assed job of explaining it. You have to play it to understand it. It is the coolest game type ever, and I don't think I've seen it in any other games outside of, I believe Gears of War has something kind of similar, but I haven't played that myself. But Foam Stars is one to look out for, and I'm really excited to talk about it with you once we both had our hands on it, because I think this game is going to be a big deal, and I think that it might be slow starting, but for from what I read online, we're looking at like a three to six months exclusivity on PlayStation, and then it's going to go multi-platform, and it's going to get Square Enix collabs that might be able to carry it into being something. If they put in a fucking Tifa and Cloud skin, man. I was about to say, you're going to pay 20 bucks for a Tifa skin? Do you think I wouldn't? No, I think you wouldn't. You yeah. say a number, and I'll tell you if I would pay that much for a Tifa skin in Foam Stars. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it would. I would hit three figures. Yeah, I'd, hit, I'd pay 70 Oh my god. And you won't you won't pay forty dollars for Helldivers? No, no Tifa. You're what you're what's wrong with the game like <laughs> the, the games industry right now. It's you. And I would like it I would like the Tifa skin more because it was so expensive and because other people didn't have it. They're like, I'm not paying that. And then every time I'd play I'd be Tifa. I'd be hot. Yeah, but and but like but Tifa degenerates are just full on degenerates. They're all gonna pay for it. Dude, did you see the fucking Pornhub uh, topped searched terms for 2023. No. Oh. Was it Tifa? Me either. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, Chun Li. Chun Li was dude. No, it's so Chun-Li. funny. The first number one for like search terms. Like, like they they broke it down by games and then they broke it down by Amy? characters. Emmy was like probably top twenty, bottom bottom half of the top twenty. Um, but wow. the fucking um, dude, number one was Chun Li from Fortnite. People were just googling Chun Li oh, no. Fortnite. Isn't that so cursed? Oh no. <laughs> Uh, Let me, I'll I'll find you. Uh, I'll find this um, list for you real quick. Okay. Well, right. while you're working on that, I'm gonna talk about the next thing on the list. I'm already good. Most search. Just real quick. Real quick. Porn aside. Um, Fortnite number one. Overwatch number two. Minecraft three. Pokemon four, which is so cursed. Atomic Heart five. Isn't that weird that Atomic Heart is in the top five? No, because they have the hot robots. You remember those? Yeah, but uh, yeah, I guess I don't. I, that doesn't do it for me. Genshin Impact, Resident Evil, Valorant, League of Legends. What Pokemon Combat. does? You think Pokemon being above Atomic Hearts is normal? Pokemon's been sexualized for a long time. Have you ever seen Gardevoir? You'd fuck it. No, I've you not. Would. You would. This is a corner of the internet that I'm not on. And okay. you know what? I'm not mad about it. I get it. I, number one for characters is Chun-Li, Fortnite, but obviously Street Fighter. Number two is Tifa from Final Fantasy. Number three is Diva from Overwatch. Number four is Lara Croft from Tomb Raider. Number five is from Resident Evil. Guess. Really? That many? Oh, Guess Res- uh, oh it's going to be Lady D, right? It is. It is. Yeah. Okay. Number six. Bro. It's fucking tell Sonic. Me the, oh, my God. I was going to say, tell me the franchise and I'll guess who it is. Number seven is also Resident Evil. Ooh, uh, that's gonna be maybe one of Lady D's daughters. No, no, Mm-mm. no. It's gonna be Ashley from Mm-mm. RE4. You're so you're uh, you're on the you're on the money, but you're you're one it, off. It's gonna be Claire from RE2. Mm-mm. Ada Wong, number Ada eight Gata. is from Super Mario Bros. Who do you think it is? Peach. Wrong. It's Mario. No. <laughs> the last two are both from Overwatch. It's Mercy and Widowmaker. So what I'm here. Good is... segment. Sorry, foam stars for interrupting. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, anyways, uh... Uh, a little bit of time. Dave the Diver is coming to PS5 and with Godzilla DLC, which is so Godzilla. funny, bro. Yeah. Uh, Have you played I... Dave the Diver? No, it's on my list though. I really want to play it. I, yeah. Everything I... I hear about it. Sometimes I hear about Dave the Diver and someone talks about it and I go, "Oh, that's the game for me." And then other times I hear people talk about it and I go, "I would not like doing that." It seems like I'm going to like parts of it and dislike others. That's fair. I'm super excited for it. I've been waiting for it to come to PlayStation just because it's a game that I want to kick back over like a month and get the platinum on it. Uh, Yeah. Very excited. Um, It was funny as the Godzilla thing happened and they started playing the music and he started rising up and you're like, what's going on? Like I was so much faster just from my like Godzilla history of like, Oh, yeah. burm, burm, burm. Like hearing that music, I was like, oh. "Is this about to fucking?" Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and sure See, enough, bro, I, was, I I thought it was gonna be like a PlayStation collab, so I was like, "Is that gonna be Jormungandr, like the World Dude, Server?" Godzilla pops uh, up in video games like it's going out of style. We need a new Godzilla game. Not long ago. Yeah, and he was in um, Gigabash. You know this game? It's kind of like Power Stone inspired. Power Stone, Power Stone inspired. I'm Power Stone, bro. <laughs> that came out it was on it was on playstation line. plus uh a couple of weeks ago or a couple months ago or within the last uh, couple of months yeah probably yeah, bash yeah it's cool it's online it's got it's got uh, some really cool stuff going on um oh. let's talk about v rising we won't spend much time here i think i think that's an interesting one v rising um, for those who don't know it's a uh it's like an isometric survival vampire inspired thing hence the v uh i'm yeah. actually really excited about it i've I've seen it on Steam for a long time and wanted to play it, but I yeah, it's like it's a typical much. crafter. It's a tough time. What's the other crafting game that's out right now? That's not Power World. No. Oh, Enshrouded. Yeah, don't you feel bad for that? Um. Yeah, I do. But on, honestly, I didn't even know what Enshrouded was until somebody the other day was like, "I'm playing Enshrouded today," and I'm like, "What?" It is looks that? really so, cool, but it just yeah, doesn't it have good. Pokemon. Yeah. Can we make a pledge not to like talk a bunch about Pal World in the next episode? Like I'm so uh, sick have, of hearing about fucking Pal World. 
Yes, I'm so tired of hearing about it. I'm not going to play it. It's not for me. It's not a game. I put like a dozen hours into it. I'll talk about my gameplay experience with it, but I hate all the speculation on like the legality and shit. A bunch of non-lawyers talking about like legal shit. It's just like very stupid commentary. And it's like, just because you're a fan of Nintendo, like, uh, I don't know. it's all talk okay, to a professional. Digimon next, you know, go through. Tim yeah, Tim dude. People Tim. have been uh, like, look at the Dragon Quest designs. It's very, very stupid shit. Let's not get into it because it actually frustrates me. Um, let's get into one of the cooler announcements of the night. Now yeah. a short message, which is available wanna, right now. I'm gonna play yeah. this. I'm gonna stream this right after we really? finish ro- rolling. Yeah, I don't usually what do slow. Like, what is wrong with you? I know, I just feel like it's going to be fun content to do. Um, yeah, and the fact that it's standalone, it kind of reminds me, like, what if it's good? It's giving PT vibes, is the thing, yeah. you know? That's why you should um, download it now and never delete it in case it goes off. Right, exactly. Uh, and I don't do horror games, but something about this seems really interesting to me. So I'm going to give it a go. But it's a short Silent Hill experience. What I'm going to... Yeah, it's just a short Silent Hill experience, pretty much. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna make a bet or not a bet, but I'm gonna predict that you're gonna hate it and play for about 15 minutes and then call it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I, right. I I don't know. I I'm I'm interested to check it out. I'll probably be checking it out like next week at some point. Um, yeah, you should stream it too. It's a standalone full title. It's got to be less than two hours yeah. long, you know. I mean, I definitely plan on streaming it. Um, I've just got to to a moment with more time. Pretty cool. Um, yeah. and then they rolled that right into Silent Hill 2 and they finally showed off a good chunk of Silent Hill 2 with some gameplay and whatnot, which was really exciting and honestly it looks really good like I am proud of Silent Hill for coming back and excited to see them try to capitalize on um, you know the survival horror genre has become only more popular since Silent Hill left the limelight and it's one of the OGs and I, I think it deserves to be spoken about as highly as like the Alan Wakes and Resident Evil 4s of last year and the Dead Spaces of last year are so I hope that in a year where there's less competition it gets a chance to thrive concerning part no date bro yeah no date um well a couple things is like um kind of my thought process going from Silent Hill short message to Silent Hill 2 um, I initially thought short message was going to be Silent Hill F. I don't know if you remember that. It was the one with all yeah, the definitely. Mushrooms. I do, I can't forget Silent Hill F, dude. It fucks I, me up, I, man. I think I about really that fucking weird Silent ass Hill mushroom F. face, fucking dropping and peeling down all the time. Yeah. It, it lives in my I'm nightmares. That's that. one of the grossest things I've ever seen at like a fucking video game event. I really wish I had never seen it. If I'm being honest. See, that's what I was. I was excited for Silent Hill F, and then it was Silent Hill Short Message, and I was a little disappointed. And then they're like, "Oh, it's free and it's out now," and I was like, "Oh heck!" My yeah, guess what? is that uh, in the Silent Hill Short Message trailer, there was like a mention about uh, cherry blossoms, which I think featured pretty prominently in Silent Hill F. There's a lot of like uh, fungus and flowers was, um, and things like that. Oh, I think it, I can't remember what it's called. It's like a lily of some sort that I think was prominently featured because it's like very. Yeah, I can see there being a tie in there, maybe bridging the yeah, gap. Yeah, but also I like think that. I think Silent Hill F was supposed to be set like in the past, like way back. Mm, yeah, you might be right, but I mean, who the fuck knows? I don't know. It's, it could still tie over. It's all Silent Hill stuff. Yeah. But anything uh, else? Silent on... Hill Two. I never played Silent Hill Two originally. So you played, I'm very you haven't excited. played any Silent Hill. I've never played any Silent Hill. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to check out Silent Hill 2 Remake when it comes out. Um, but I didn't realize there was this much combat. I thought it was more like psychological mm. and not as much it combat is. as the trailer showed. I think it's less... Uh, that trailer seemed a little bit more action-packed. It's very... Um... There's a lot of walking around and like puzzle-solving for sure in Silent Hill 2, but it is at its core very similar to the Resident Evil series, but less more. It takes itself more seriously. There's less camp, yeah. you know, yeah. Resident Evil yeah. is almost like a fucking like anime sometimes, you know, it's a little yeah. over the top and all the way back to the first and second ones on the PS one. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, um, I'm really excited for this, but also the whole internet, like discourse around silent Hill two, because bloober team is developing it. People hate Bloober Team, and I'm not sure Bloop. why. Bloober. It is a, a hard name to say. Um, Bloop. 
No, it's fun. Bleeber. I'm not sure why they hate them. Like I've played a couple of their games and I've thought they're okay, but I, I will see how they do with Silent Hill too. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We'll I I count you in on like when I see this, I'm like, okay, I don't need to play Silent Hill too. Colin will play that. And he'll cover it yeah, for the show. Yeah, I'll play it absolutely. Yeah. Are you a Bioshock fan, bro? I, I love Bioshock. You played all I three? Love... Okay, well, you might want to take my Bioshock love card away because I've only played Bioshock Infinite. Oh, um, crazy. You should play but... Bioshock 1. It's like eight hours long and you'd love it and it holds up. I know. I have. We've the... talked about this on the show. Yeah, yeah we have. They challenged you to the... that before. They put out like the Bioshock collection, I yeah. don't know, probably five or six years ago now. I have mm -hmm. that. I could play it. Uh, yeah. I should play it. You should. Um, but I just haven't gotten around to it. Even if you didn't stream it, if you were just like chilling, like uh, had a couple nights to yourself and you were doing work and playing two hours of games a night, just doing that yeah. one week and just focusing on Bioshock 1, I think you'd have a great time. To me, Bioshock 1 is still not as good as Infinite. Infinite to me is king and one of my favorite single player Infinite's narrative games so ever. Um, yeah. But I'm hot on this. Obviously, this is Ken Levine's next project, spiritual successor to Bioshock despite 2K, holding on yeah, to the name and the IP oh, and sure. working on their own. But It looks so good. It's so interesting too because we have Judas which looks uh, amazing. I can't wait for it to come out. Um, but we also have Clockwork Revolution. Do you remember that game? Mm. It was by In Exile. It was yeah. like almost... It's coming out for Xbox. Game. Yeah, it was at the Xbox uh, Summer Showcase or whatever. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's multi-platform. I could be wrong, though. But Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, I think I think it's multi -platform. I think it might be announced for a game. I think it might have a Game Pass. Uh, I think it might be for Game Pass, though. They gotcha won. okay um, a lot of those games were but it's like it's like the two diverging paths of mm. of bioshock is the more sci-fi one and then like the more like yeah retro like steampunk version so yeah I, I'm, I'm very excited Pretty cool hot on this not not much to say about it really right now other than it definitely you can tell that the guy who made bioshock is making this and uh it's a day one purchase and play for me, even with its tone being kind of scary and fucked up. But that was the Bioshock tone too. It does it for me, man. Um, also, I'm I'm wrong. So far, Clockwork Revolution's only confirmed for PC and Xbox. So, cool. Good fact checking though. Uh, yeah, Metro cool. Awakening was actually an interesting look, man. Metro series is popular. You're in on it, right? I love Metro Exodus. Was my favorite game of 2019. Unless Crazy. I can think of any other game of 2019. Um, I might buy PSVR 2 for this. That's also crazy. It is, but I Techie love Row, Metro. Control, Outer Worlds, Resident Evil 2, Devil May Cry 5, Jedi Fallen Order, Gears 5, The Division, Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds is my answer. Pokemon Sword and Shield, Borderlands 3, Mario Maker 2. Um, yeah, I think Metro would have been my favorite game that year, though. <laughs> That's fair. But, I mean, like, like the favorite game that I played that year. Outer Wilds is great, but I didn't play it in 2019. Yeah, um, retroactively, it's tough to differentiate. Yeah, but, um, no, I, I love the Metro games, and this is the first time that I've seen a PSVR 2 game, and I'm like, I have to check that out. Yeah. It's, it's, it looks really fucking good, man. Like, uh, yeah. I would never play it. I don't really like VR games. I don't really like Metro games. However, there was something about watching this in VR where I was like, ooh, they're kind of nailing it. Like, I could see this being, like, something that people are going to be like, oh, this is the best VR experience since um, Half-Life Alex. Like, yeah. it looks like that kind of level or of immersion, like, but... I guess Asgard's Wrath now, since that got, like, a 10 out of 10. Somehow. Trailer. All right, you have um, 10 seconds to talk about... Hold on, hold on, Legend I'm not done with, I'm right, not done with Metro. Uh, they, they, did something, they did something with this trailer, how a lot of the times you watch a VR game and you know it's a VR game before they say it. I don't know if it's something to do with the way the camera shakes while in a VR trailer, but they did something to the camera in this where I did not know it was VR until his hands popped up, you know? I saw those fucking meaty-ass ham hocks immediately yeah. at that fire, and I was like, I wasn't sure. I was like, okay, well, maybe he's just resting at the fire, and he's got his hands up. I It definitely caught me off guard that it was a VR game uh, somehow. Yeah, I get that. Uh, yeah. Uh, you had 10 seconds to talk about Legendary Tales, the biggest lemon of the show. Oh, honestly, Legendary Tales definitely is, like, the worst visual-looking game at this show, 
the more I watched it, there looks to be a lot of cool systems in that game and like upgrading all the different abilities that you have. You can forge your own sword. I think it looks pretty cool. It's uh it's on Steam already in like early access. You can um, forge your own destiny in it. I'm I'm sure you could. Uh <laughs> but it's it's got like it's You've got been very way positive, longer than ten seconds. It's got very positive overall reviews on Steam, so I think it'd be cool. Looks, looks kind of haggard. Um, yeah, you know, that, uh, that's okay though. Dragon's Dogma Two had a pretty nice showing. The game is looking yeah. pretty polished, looking looking pretty ready yeah. to ship. The gameplay yeah. cuts were really really nice. Some of the effects, the graphics, like it was it was definitely the best look that we've had at this game so far. Have you been keeping up with coverage of Dragon's Dogma 2? No, I think I'm out on it. I think, like, to its detriment, that March 22nd release date is, like, it's unfortunate. Dragon's Dogma 2 looks really good, but the thing that it's dealing with is I want to play it the least out of the three games that come out that day. I'm playing Princess Peach Showtime first. I'm very interested in Rise of the Ronin after it's showing today. And Dragon's Dogma, like, for the Souls crowd, for the Neo crowd, for the, you know, people that like these intense wizardy action games, awesome. But for me, I just don't think it's going to end up selling a copy to me. I I think you're looking at it wrong. I think, like, this this game is, the, the, the discovery in this game is being compared to Breath of the Wild and Elden Ring um, in terms of uncovering things on the map and, like, traveling through the world being a journey instead of just a point a to point b um and then all the different sound of that yeah all the different vocations and stuff uh that you can specialize in you know i whenever we played like elden ring for example um whenever we get to play around with spells and stuff or whatnot uh this this game's going to do a really good job of differentiating each of its classes that I feel like a lot of games don't always do a great job of. But I I personally, this is my one of my most anticipated games this year. Um, I just love like the, uh, sci- not sci-fi, what's it? Fantasy, the fantasy setting. Yeah. Um, and then just everything that I've seen in the previews, just it, it, okay. it, it looks so good. But also, I... Souls-wise, I don't, this isn't like Souls combat. No? Uh, Easier? No. Yeah, it's not going to be Souls Combat or, like, Souls Difficulty. Um, You're selling me on it, to be honest. I'm glad we're having this conversation because I, as you were talking about that, like, the exploration, I was looking at it, and I was like, I do see it, like, visually it lands somewhere between Elden Ring and Breath of the Wild, where it's definitely much more of a cheerful universe than Elden Ring. Like, I yeah. so many times I think of playing Elden Ring and how bad that sucked the fucking soul out of me, man. And, like, I just hated existing in that world, and I felt dread all the time, and, like, I don't like the soul's environments. Yeah. And they do that on purpose, and a lot of people like that kind of gothic horror nightmare to exist in, and I don't like existing in that world. And this looks much more like a Lord of the Rings fantasy yeah, epic yeah. type of thing, which is much more up my alley. So, uh, yeah, I, really- I would hear it out. Yeah, it's got really cool systems too, like the pawn system where you kind of make like a henchman and you can send them to other people's games and they'll help out other people's games. And like like when you're not logged in, it's doing shit, right? Yeah, when you're not logged in, it's it's exploring with other people and stuff. Um, Cool. And then they're they're they've been talking about like the secrets and stuff hidden in this game that's going to take people a long time to find. Stuff like that always gets me excited. Um, Yeah, but I I think I think it's going to be like an all-timer honestly i think this might be one of the best of the year and uh i can't wait I can see it the case. it's the game that's getting my money on march 22nd or whatever day it is yeah you think this game sh- shows up in goatee conversations at the end of the year like across uh outlets absolutely yeah interesting i know the original is beloved but i, I don't know if i would have pegged it for that uh, you know what i'll pay closer attention because uh i'm much more interested after talking to you about it and if it scratches that elden ring itch of exploration which i haven't had since tears of the kingdom i guess um i'd be interested to check it out especially with you if it has like that multiplayer aspect where we could do some shit together you know yeah i'm not sure entirely what the extent of multiplayer is um if there is but i know like the pawn system and then, for example, to end the conversation, I'll say um, what I had heard about, like, the travel in this game. Um, mm. Fast travel is very expensive in this game. They want to Yeah, they want you, you to walk around. Walk. I did catch some of this. 
Um, so you can fast travel. It costs stuff. Uh, but while you walk around, you kind of have some options. You can fast travel to a place. You can ride a horse and buggy, which they're not everywhere. You have to find a horse and buggy. Ask where they're going. They could be going like one town over, and then you ride to the town over and then go there. But while you're on the horse and buggy, you can be ambushed by enemies and have to fight. Or you can go the least safe way, which is traveling on foot. You encounter a bunch of stuff. Um, and then there's a mechanic in this game that decreases your maximum health uh, during combat. So you have it, it encourages you to rest at like bonfires. Bonfires, I'm not sure uh, what they're called in this game. But it encourages you to rest your party to replenish your max health. Um, and they've talked about how occasionally you'll start a combat encounter. The thing that you're fighting will run away and escape. And then later on in the game, it will come and hunt you down for revenge. And it will interrupt <laughs> you while you're resting at the campfire. Um, and just things that make it feel like a more living world. Yeah, some emergent gameplay type beats. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah I'm in. interesting. I'm in. Um, so on that day... You're doing Dragon's Dogma, not Rise of the Ronin? I'm doing Dragon Dragon's Dogma and not Rise of the Ronin. And the reason being, I feel like I've already played Rise of the no Ronin. No surprise, bro. But yeah, but you love Tsushima and you love Sekiro. I do, I do, but this isn't that. Like I think I will still play this game, but every time I look at it, it looks like Walmart goes to Tsushima. Hey, man, are, I don't know. I was like this this opening the opening shots of gameplay where they show grapple grapple and I'm like ooh grappling looks fun and then they show grapple into glider and I go that was oh good. That was good. mama I agree <laughs> I did have the same reaction there uh, but I don't know if that's enough to carry me through at least over yeah, I just Dragon's Dogma two if that makes sense yeah yeah for right now it's looking pretty hot to me um I think it was a nice chunk of gameplay too and I guess the the thing that now scares me is like maybe I had it backwards and like as somebody who's kind of scared of difficult combat the more that I look at this like ooh maybe actually gameplay wise yeah Dragon's Dogma might be more for me I think visually and traversal wise seeing that is the most appealing thing to me like riding on those running on those rooftops you get those Assassin's Creed vibes gliding you get those Zelda vibes it seems like it's the the jam but you know i haven't ever played sekiro and i only played an hour of ghost of tsushima and i do want to get back to it and play it someday but um i feel well, maybe, like if you maybe played no. ghost of tsushima your appetite for this game would be satisfied mm. uh, also if, if if we think about what other games this company's made they made neo which is famously known as one of the hardest souls like games mm. uh and then they made like strangers of paradise which yeah, they made Wolong Fallen Dynasty, which is maybe what this game looks the most like. Yeah, that's right. Wolong, I forgot about that. Yeah, um, most recently. Yeah, mm. so I, I'm, I'll play this game. I'm excited for it, but nothing, something about it just hasn't entirely sold me yet. So. Oh, that's fair. I think, yeah. I think it had a good showing today, more than other days. But out of the two games that we got deep dives on, uh, Stellar Blade, man. Oh, easy, easy, easy. Stellar Blade. Uh, you must be red hot on uh, until dawn rebink. Um, I think so. I recently played the original. Uh, well, I say recently; it's probably been about two or three years at this point. But, um, I love it. I love the original. I don't really think that it needs a remake. Um, but I have been reading about it, and it it's actually doing more things than just increasing like the visuals. I guess it's. It's um. Let me let me pull up the I exact thing of it. Yeah, you pull that up. I think one of the yeah. weird things about this is that this game, I feel like in pop culture, is really known for like, hey, Rami Malek's in this game. They didn't show yeah. him in the trailer. Do you think he was recast? Like there was like Absolutely a rights thing. Not. Like, no. really? Yeah, no, I don't think there's. Why a would they not him. show his face? They didn't really show many faces in the trailer, honestly. He showed pretty much like a bunch of faces that were not Rami Malik. I remember that. I, I'm just, just saying, like, I, if you have a cast, like, if you have a Mission Impossible movie, you show Tom Cruise. Rami Malik's yeah. one of the bigger actors of the, with the video game world for sure. It could be a, like a marketing thing. I don't know. I don't know how that stuff goes in terms mm. of you can't. Show I wonder if there's the a trailer. likeness issue. But I. 
I don't think they got rid of Rami Malik because I've played this game and I know the role that he plays, and I don't think you can recast that. Um, personally, yeah, but never the goal, but obviously I, I happens just, sometimes. I just don't think so. I I don't know. Maybe we maybe I'll scrub through it later and get a better view of it. But um, I I just don't think they could recast him. Uh, yeah, sometimes you don't but, have a choice though. Yeah, in terms of what they're actually changing about the game, because they're actually doing more than just increasing like the resolution. Um, so it says they're changing like the color palette of the game. They said they're going for a more broader cinematic tonal color palette with new perspectives that make the story more nuanced and emotional. What was the color uh, palette initially, do you think? It was, it was just really dark and like bluish gray. Um <laughs> I guess they're adding more color to it, but then they're also saying they're incorporating a third person camera to uh, allow you to kind of look around the environment in ways that you weren't able to before. It's always been a third person game, but it was like a fixed camera angle. And as you would progress through the environment, the camera would move along with you. Nice. Um, Resident Evil style type thing. Yeah. 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 They're adding an actual uh, third person camera. um, And it says they're, they're doing a new score for the game. It says until Dawn's sound has undergone massive overhaul two, featuring a new score from legendary horror composer, Mark Corvin. Mm. I don't know who that is uh, or what else they've done, but uh, doing a new score on a remake is interesting to me. I don't think I've ever really uh, on, on this scale of a remake. I don't think I've ever seen it before. Yeah. That's pretty see. cool. Yeah. Mark Corvin. Um, oh, he has done a lot. Actually. He did a, uh, the Lighthouse, uh, The Black Phone, Night Swim, um, lots of lots of good stuff. Ooh, Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. Everyone's favorite. Okay. Yeah, everyone's favorite. Yeah. But cool. Yeah, uh, nice I, that it's I'm not just a cash in. Yeah, yeah. I'm more excited for this than I thought it would. Would be also it's coming out on PC, so that's exciting. Um, I think. That this is all to oh. coincide with a, a film release, yeah, right. yeah. That yeah. that was yeah. the last Until part Dawn of the blog. Back on the... Yeah, last part of the blog was uh, stay tuned for more on newly announced film adaptation of Until Dawn. Uh, it's directed by David S. Sandberg. He did Lights Out and Annabelle Creation, and mm. then screenplay written by Gary Dauberman. He did It Chapter Two, The Nun, and The Nun Two, and then Blair yeah. Butler. The Competent team behind the Until Dawn yeah. reboot. Cool. Yeah. Um, the last game of the show, man. In grand Already. fucking fashion, Death Stranding two. Holy Dude. shit! What a, what a look at a video game. It he does the he does the thing of he shows all this stuff that you're like, how does this connect? Yeah. What the hell's going on? Like mm-hmm. I remember watching trailers for Death Stranding one. I'm like, why are they in Vietnam now? What? But he and does your history with, with Death Stranding is. Uh, I got the Death Stranding Collector's Edition. I have a. That's BB right. You have the baby, right and you there. beat it, and you love it, right? I beat it. I put a hundred hours into it. Got the platinum trophy. Cool. Um, have a replica of the necklace from the first game. Uh, so red hot. I, yeah, absolutely. And my Kojima starting, my journey is just starting. I'm about halfway through Metal Gear Solid 2 for the first time. I beat Metal Gear Solid 1 very recently, and I am fucking obsessed with him as a video game director and as a person. And I think it's batshit insanity, and just seeing this makes me want to get into Death Stranding so bad. And I guess my like loose goal is I'd like to get through Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3 before Delta comes out so I can play Delta. And then I'd like to get through Death Stranding before Death Stranding 2 comes out so I can get into Death Stranding 2 because I want to be hyped for the next Kojima project. Yeah, I'll be honest. I think you would hate Death Stranding. At least, hey, like, actually, gameplay. so... I left this out of game list and I think I will continue to. But I got zonked out of my mind the other night at like 2 in the morning. And I played the first two hours of Death Stranding off stream. And I did it in a way that I was like, so the thing that's happening to me is like, I'm so I have Metal Gear Solid is on my mind in a way that is like crazy. Like I think about this game series all the time, but I only stream it like once or twice a month so that like we can have like a, you know, a special Metal Gear night with chat. 
and I'm so thirsty for it that I was like, I'll just start Death Stranding on my own. And I turned off all the lights in my room and I played instead of on my monitor, I played it on my fucking 4K TV and I leaned back in oh, my chair oh, yeah. and I didn't multitask at all. And I just fucking zoned in and played the first two hours of Death Stranding. And I was yeah. like, oh, it's going to be a slow burn. I'm oh, yeah. fucking love it. Like, I was okay, so in. Okay, okay. So I think I'm in, man. I think I'm in. Like, I get, I get what they're doing. Like, and that's the thing is like, I'm being uh indoctrinated i believe is the correct word by the other kojima stuff because there is a lot of like in metal gear solid 2 you'll play the game for 10 minutes and then watch a 15 minute cutscene and then play the game for five minutes and watch a 10 minute cutscene and i like that shit like i am cool with the slow i love it i love the long cutscenes yeah um Um, yeah if you think wait what or is it is it George Miller? Is that his name? The director of Mad Max and Happy Feet? Oh, I don't actually know. He's the character, I'm pretty sure, at the beginning of the thing. He's like playing like the doctor or whatever. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure it's George Miller. Yeah, it is. For oh, sure. I I had no idea. Um the thing is, if you decide that you're not gonna finish Death Stranding, just mm. watch like the cutscene version of it like pull up like the 12 hour youtube video that has all the cutscenes in a row um sure. watch that and then watch like an explanation and then be prepped for death stranding 2 because i don't think i don't think death stranding 2 is going to be entirely delivering packages like the first one no it looks like there's much more going on i need much more going on because i put 100 hours into that game and then never got around to the director's cut just because I was so tired of delivering packages. Mm. Um, I'm excited for new things in the world of Death Stranding, but I don't want more pure package delivery stuff. The title track for Death Stranding by Churches. You can take my heart. All of the music in Death Stranding is phenomenal. It's um, crazy. My friend was talking to me about like uh one of the artists that features prominently like died, died. soon after they the died. release of the game and they have like a huge, yeah. huge role in that. And I yep. such a sad story, but really just like that game just seems so far up my alley, man. What do you think of this Troy Baker pilled shit? I love it. I love it because <laughs> listen, listen, dude, Troy Baker fighting with a laser guitar. What is going on? Yeah, so dude, I was cool. kind of hyped up, bro. I was what? feeling it for sure. Like freaking gold Joker, Troy Baker, and an Iron it, Man suit with a laser guitar. It does have and a then, certain element of like Jared Leto Joker, like kind of cringe and over the top, but like, yeah, I don't know. It and works then, like, here. This giant mech that comes out of nowhere. Like, what is going on? He's playing the guitar. That's so cool. <laughs> Yeah, That's it's awesome. bonkers. It is fucking bonkers shit. Uh, yeah, it, I, I, I'm curious what L... Is it L or Ellie? L Fanning? L Fanning, L. Yeah, L. I've been, I've been screwing it up for a while now. L Fanning, I'm curious what her role is in this game. Um, hmm. She is actually shown in this trailer. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in. I'm hot on it. <laughs> And I am kind of sad it's a 2025 release. I think. Uh, I yeah, that was a, a little bit jarring, but overall, really good look at the game. Uh, yeah. And I think by the time it comes out, we'll both be in on that. Yeah, be fun. Um, Man, I'm really of- excited for like as like a just like a one-off. Um, excited for some of our differences in overlap coming up in 2024, 2025 with the games that we've discussed. Like, I feel like we're both kind of like locked in on some cool stuff that we'll be able to talk about together and have like some key differences. Like, you know, you'll do Silent Hill, I'll do Sonic, that type of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, On Um, the beach. But before we completely leave Death Stranding or Kojima, I guess, Hmm. uh, it should be noted. He teased like probably the first PS6 game. Yeah, Um, I think you're right. His action espionage game that they're not even going to start until after Death Stranding 2, and then he's already got OD. Um, Yeah. So he's going back to the roots. OD seems like it's something different. Like, I don't know if we're going to look at, like, 
Yeah, I don't know. I feel like OD is being developed alongside, in addition to uh, Death Stranding, if that makes sense. And it seems like it's like a smaller episodic cloud-based thing, more of like an experience. And it also seems like it's going to be something of like a amalgamation of different artists contributing to this project as well. Like, I don't think this requires all of Kojima's attention at any point, OD. No, I, I don't think so either, but it's just... It's just odd to, they just have a lot going on. Also, one yeah. thing that, um, so Death Stranding is in the Decima engine, which is made by Guerrilla Games that makes Horizon. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's who, where uh, Herman Holst came from. Um, yeah. But uh, ODs being made in Unreal, so it's interesting mm. to have your, your team split down the middle in terms of like what tools they're using. Yeah, that is really interesting. Yeah, and uh, I, I don't know, like, it's, I'm sure it's way far off in the future, but I'm curious how they'll decide which to use for yeah. their new action espionage, which I guess you're excited for if you're into Metal Gear now, because... I think everyone should be time, excited for... Yeah. Yeah, the whole time, Herman was like, he was just, like, nudging. He's like, yeah, we really want you to I've get been trying to get you to do this for a long time. Yeah, they essentially just announced a PS6 spiritual successor to the Metal Gear franchise. You exactly know, right. which is super exactly fucking right. exciting from somebody who's getting into Metal Gear right now and with the storied history of like what happened with Metal Gear 5 and Kojima's relationship with Konami um, and especially with PlayStation backing and funding and Kojima Productions that doesn't seem like it's hurting for money at this point either way Absolutely people are just not. willing to fund whatever this guy wants to do he is I mean an industry fucking enigma man really really yeah. cool shit Dude. and uh, that is a immediately just a game that I'm so fucking excited for he's playing like both sides of the industry he is dealing under yeah. the table with both of them like xbox and playstation and i love it hey man, get your bag right you know? like, for sure um for sure but then they also announced that this action espionage will be a mixture of live action and video game when, when we're talking basically about stuff it's all confusing but I the way that I kind of like perceive that section of the explanation there as far as like bridging the gap between movie and all that I just think it's going to be kind of like if you look at what Metal Gear is and if you know your lore about like what Metal Gear Solid 4 is how familiar with Metal Gear Solid 4 are you not very Metal Gear Solid 4, essentially, they were kind of working their way up. Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3, more and more cutscenes, more and more story, more and more scenes where it's like, oh, shit, like, we didn't do anything for 35 minutes, and we just watched it. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 4, when it came out in the zeitgeist, which was, like, 2013 or something like that, uh, was very um, making, like, early video game news headlines of, like, there's a one hour, 45 minute cutscene in Metal Gear Solid 4, which is true. Like that game is more than 50% cutscene and then 50% gameplay. And I think it's just that mixed with the kind of star power and technology that he's been using in Death Stranding 2, where, you know, the lead character will not just be like the likeness of a character like Solid Snake. It will likely be a casted character like a Timothy Chalamet will be the star of it. You know what I mean? And it will look photorealistic yeah. and it will have crazy motion capture like God of War. I just think whatever he's going to do is going to be two steps further and weirder than we expect. Oh yeah. What he yeah. is. Also, I think... I, I, I'm yelling that he should get Sam Lake involved because Sam Lake is at the forefront of mixing live action with video games. Like, I think they should stay completely separate. I mean, it seems like Sam Lake took a really big step over these last like five years to becoming like a full you know, you use that word, we throw it around lightly in the video game industry, but auteur. auteur. And there's there's very few of them in the video game industry. Like, Yeah, that's fair. And I think that Kojima is number one in that category, just respected by, by name. And then after that, it's probably Druckmann, I would say. And then Honestly, maybe Sam Lake I just took three. I would put Sam Lake above, like, Neil Druckmann. Maybe. I mean, just in Last terms of Us of 1 is tough like, to... In terms of weirdo stuff. Yeah, but all the, the Last of Us 1 wasn't just Neil Druckmann. People always forget about... Um, I've forgotten his name. <laughs> I've forgotten his name. Um, that's horrible. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, but it wasn't just but, uh, Neil Druckmann. You know? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But I think, I think um, he does a lot of the heavy lifting there, and especially seeing him um, take... Uh, 
Last of Us to the TV to fully direct episodes and stuff like that uh, is lending some credence to that. But uh, I mean, yeah. And, and, and to finish the showcase, they did a drone, like, like fly out shot. Yeah. Uh, that they were filming this at the Columbia pictures, uh, so like cool recording studio. Yeah. Hollywood, man. Yeah. And it revealed the name of the project. Thiant. Or Fison? Oh, I don't even know how to pronounce that. I didn't realize yeah. that that was a tease there. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the tease of the name of the uh, Kojima said it's called, currently called like Project Fisint. P H Y S I N T. I don't really know how to pronounce. Isn't that, but, interesting. Um, uh, that yeah. wasn't technically the close of the show. There was a one more thing. Oh uh, yeah, you're right. There you're was right. a one more thing, which I am very excited for. So I had theorized for a while that. Today, I mean, today was a special day, man. Today's January 31st, 2024. It's the, I believe, 27th anniversary of the release of Final Fantasy VII. It's Final Fantasy VII Day. So I assumed that we would get um, a big look at Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, one final big push, and perhaps get the demo shadow dropped on us. But it looks like that is going to be happening at its own event exactly seven days from now, or six days from now, on February 6th. So on February 6th, on Tuesday, there's going to be a standalone state of play focusing on Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. That likely will show off, of course, a bunch of new stuff from the game, all kinds of new announcements, interviews with developers and whatnot, but then probably have that demo get shadow dropped. So ending it on a high note with like a, a one more thing of one of those standalone events similar to what they did in the past years with like, uh, they had one for... I remember one for Horizon. I remember one for Gran Turismo 7, very specifically. And then there was what well, there really wasn't one for God of War. There was a God of War focus at one of the state of plays that had other stuff, but they had some weird cadences where like they showed off like God of War, Subnautica, and like one other game or something like that at the God of War when it wasn't just a single God of War yeah. state of play. But I think this is smart. Really cool. It's under Good a show, week man. away. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And that game's under a month away. That comes out on Leap Day. Holy shit, man. Rebirth, game of the year, 2024. Mark it down. Maybe. It'll be good. Can't wait. I'm excited I can, for it. I can, we got to figure out something special to do for uh, Rebirth, man. Yeah. Maybe we, I, can, maybe um, we can tackle Rebirth, depending on what your play cadence is, because I'm stopping for No Man. But depending on how fast you're busting through that game come early March, maybe we can do something like we did for... Um, like Zelda. Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, yeah and I, get I will, our heads together try, two or three times. I will try my best to go as fast as possible, but yeah. um, it's a very busy time for me. For sure. Yeah, you're good, man. Yeah. But if we can yeah. figure it out, we'll figure it out. Either way, we'll talk about it at length on the Gameless Podcast proper. And at the very least, if we don't talk about it and we don't have all that time, once you wrap it, if we want to just sit down and talk about it for an hour Absolutely. and do a I'll special one-off podcast. We can do that definitely yeah. definitely i think that's my big resolution for game list this year outside of the changes that we talked about um that we'll get into starting on the uh, episode that we recorded this weekend we will that's a nice tease right there um taking notes about the games that i play is something that i really want to get better at and yeah, uh i think that'll just help help me with my mm, Oh, podcast presence, I suppose. I don't feel like I'm bad at it, but when I watch something like this and we talk about it, I feel like I'm fresher in my head than when we're doing the game list episodes proper and I have to remember how I felt at the moment when I was playing a game that I played 25 days prior, you know? So Yeah, I, um, I've been taking notes this year and I've been trying to keep track. I have a Twitter thread of all the games that I finished this year. Oh, smart. Um, yeah, I track it and I add like your stuff into the now playing. I'm a freak, yeah, man. yeah. Just you ever go into it? We have a shared game list like thing. Oh, also, I cleaned up that thing like a baller. It looks great this it year, looks doesn't it? So much better, yeah. yeah I like it yeah. this year much better. Shout out to me. Um, but I I do it through it and I see Colin tweet and he'll be like, I just finished this game called Lake, and I'll be like, 2024 games played on <laughs> Colin Lake. Like, uh, <laughs> why not catalog your life for you? I'm on the case, yeah. bro. But uh, really fun. Hey, great conversation, dude. Fun to do a little one-off podcast and uh, take some of the meat off the table for the episode for this uh, next episode. So when people are like, game was proper, when are you guys going to talk about PlayStation State of Play? We're like, motherfucker, we talked about that for an hour. We already 10. did. We already did. <laughs> and it was good. It was Ooh, a great. Really? I'm, I'm just happy you're, you're pleased with it. Because that's yeah. always yeah. a shock for me is when you're pleased I think the smart move that they did getting into this was this was a 
essentially this was a PlayStation showcase and they called it a state of play to put expectations in check, which I think was smart because when they called it a showcase last time, people went through the roof and it didn't stop me from getting overly hyped and stuff like that, but it just had enough to like, I think it had a good balance of like, here's already announced stuff that looks cool. Here's unannounced stuff that you're now hyped for. And then here is some stuff that has been floating around the ether for a while, but it's your best look at it yet. And it looks really good. Like, I think it also benefited from just being chock full of first party and third party stuff for a year where we don't know that much. And as much as I love the Xbox developer direct, which we'll talk about a bit more on the game list podcast from a couple weeks ago, that being limited to four to six games, basically, I think, um, hinders it in a year where we have so many question marks as to what the remainder of the year looks like i mean obviously we're coming off of the heels of a 2023 that is a legendary year for game releases and 2024 is going to be lighter but even compared to like a 2022 a 2021 2020 a 2019 i can't remember being this unsure of what's happening as we reach february 1st of like hey what the fuck does the holiday season look like and uh this did a better job of maybe uh showing us and yeah, um I agree. That, that being the case, so props to Sony for, for having a banger. It's the best day to play that I can remember in a long while. Um, yeah, I think it was great. I had a great time. Nintendo's up, man. Soon. Yeah, probably probably that like first, uh, the second second week of February they'd like to hit. Like, uh, They'll right definitely Valentine's be announcing I the bet. next console, right? Ready for my... Uh, possibly. That's still up in the air. My prediction is probably... Tease. It just depends on what they have left on the docket. Uh, my guess is that there is a Nintendo Direct on Tuesday, February thirteenth. Is my guess. I guess right. I have now. an interview that day. Nice. I hope you get it, and I hope that the Nintendo Direct is sweet and it's like the best day of your life. I have an interview day after tomorrow. I hope there's a Nintendo Direct that day too, and you get both jobs, and then you have to put them in a bidding war. Five interviews this month. Damn, bro. Damn, bro. Yeah. Very dope shit. All right, let's Great wrap episode. it up. Where can they find you? You can find me at Colleen underscore everywhere. Make sure to put the underscore. I literally searched my name in YouTube the other day. Nothing if you don't put the underscore. It's just like <laughs> a bunch of like uh, Korean doctors or stuff, something like that. <laughs> I am yeah. Jake Twitching on all platforms. There is no underscore, but if you have trouble finding it, just go to amazingstreamer.com. That's not a joke. I bought that URL. and It is a portal to everything that we do. Um, everything that I do, including game lists. So if you want to find game lists somewhere else, you can click the links in that website as well. Very easy. We make it so simple. Again, more game list for your ears over the next week. We'll get our uh, first episode of 2024 in recapping what we did in January, what we're looking forward to in February. Good stuff. Some cool changes coming uh, and uh, an emphasis on uh, some more exciting things. We'll talk about it in a couple days. We'll talk about it in a couple days. Colin, best game of the show was ready, set, go. We'll say it on three, one, two, three. Shadow and Sonic Generations. I Sonic and Shadow, Sonic X Shadow. You don't even know the name. How can it be the best? Thanks for listening. Judas. <laughs>